When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is really a, a time of, of deep learning and reflection and we're evolutionary and things are going to shift and change. And we're a lot more resilient if we've learned anything from 2020 is that we're extremely resilient and resourceful. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. Momming today with Aitha Lawler, a mother of two, former corporate executive, and now a mindset mentor that's helping coach other women to, uh, in your words, Aitha, be visible and get out of their own way. Yes. So what exactly is a, 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 mind, a mindset mentor? So really, I, I help people, women especially, and in sort of my niche is high-performing female entrepreneurs in the online space. The majority of them are moms. Um, really just building their business. And why I niche down to mindset work was that I found that starting out with sort of business strategy was not working for the majority of entrepreneurs because they were talking themselves out of their greatness. And so I was spending about 95% of my time building their confidence up to ensure them that their magic was needed in the world. And so as a mindset mentor, I, I literally just help people dig out the magic that's already lying there, uh, dormant for the most part, and really bringing out their magic so that they can serve the world. How do we, um, you said uh, earlier, like, we're preventing ourselves from starting our own businesses. How so? Can you give an example? Of course. I mean, I think as women, we are just, uh, from a very young age, taught to be extremely competitive with one another, which I just gravely uh, do not agree with. Um, but we tend to have an inner mean girl critic. I think all women have one. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't silence her as often as we should. And we let her take the wheel, if you will. And so I think it's really important to remember that there's nothing that somebody can say to you that you haven't already said to yourself. And I say that to my clients because I like to empower them knowing that there's nothing anyone else could say out to you out in the world that you haven't already, you know, criticized yourself about. So stop being your worst enemy and critic and start being your biggest fan. Is that a lack of confidence that causes that us to us to be our, our worst critics? I think it's a combination of confidence and judgment. So I think you could even have the most confident women. And I can say I'm a pretty confident person in business. But there have been moments when I'm in the trenches and you're, you're worried about judgment. And it often is judgment coming from the outliers in your world. They're not generally the people that are going to buy your products and services if you're selling something. It's generally the people that are, you know, the nosy neighbor or the uncle who doesn't understand your business and your world. And so you're very concerned with um, making sure that you keep really great relationships in your community and 
sort of conjure up these crazy conversations or scenarios. Um, and so I think that judgment comes into play a lot and really kind of stops us in our tracks from moving forward. So how do you get women and moms especially? And I would think moms are more hypercritical. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, how do you how do you get them to get past that? Well, I think, I mean, in the very beginning, when I start working with clients, I have them kind of fill out a questionnaire and we go through a series of exercises, just kind of drilling down what are the causes, what are the reasons, what are the limiting beliefs right now that are stopping you from showing up in in your space. And I think especially as moms too, I mean, we all question, you know, whether or not we're doing a good enough job. And the first thing that I say is if you're questioning yourself as to whether or not you're doing a good job, you're likely doing a phenomenal job. Because I find that most moms that question that, that they feel that they're never doing enough, they're generally amazing parents. And we don't stop and compliment one another as moms often enough. That's a really sweet point. So, and I know working moms probably are a little bit more like that because, you know, I don't take my kids to school ever. And I honestly, I hardly ever pick them up either. And I miss, I, I used to do that and I, and I miss it. And that's one of the things I constantly criticize myself about. And I, I know it has nothing to do with business, but you know, you just want to be more present, but there's just not enough hours in the day because of other responsibilities, including corporate responsibilities that, that we can't, and we're always beating ourselves up. Sure. And I think that what's important, whether it's five hours or one, that you make the time count. And what I have learned, you know, even just working from home, my business has expanded so much that it does require that I bring outside help in. And I think with that comes along the guilt, like, shouldn't I be doing this? And shouldn't I be doing that? And the thing is, is we have to remember that it really is such a gift that we can show our children, you know, all how dynamic mom is that she's able to do this, that and the other and still be present when she is there. And I think that's the critical element that has really helped me in in growing my business is knowing how much more I'm able to offer um, working and, and building my business and just being more uh, intentional about being present when I am home. Okay, Aitha, but have you ever been in the situation where you outsource that responsibility or bring someone in to do it for you? And then the day comes when you have to do it and you say, oh gosh, I wish so-and-so was here. All the time. And then I, I mean, feel even more guilty. Lie. I'm like, I have to cut their nails today. Oh my God, I hate cutting their nails. <laughs> all the time. I think that, you know, the goal is be present all the time. But there's there's nothing wrong if in those moments you're just exhausted. Because, you know, my nanny could go home and I go back into mom mode. And, you know, after an hour, I'm physically exhausted because I've been showing up for my clients. Or, you know, I have clients that work in the corporate world and they're exhausted from showing up and being present in that space. So I think it's okay. I think it's more than okay to provide yourself the grace when you're feeling uh, those moments because that's more normal than not. Because most moms, like yourself, work two jobs, your right. mom job and then your other job. So there's really hardly any time in between. So can you share with us your story? Because you were in corporate America and you left it and you are, you're an entrepreneur. You have your own business. What, yes. what, what, what helped fuel your decisions? So what's interesting is, so in the corporate world, I spent over a decade in medical and biotech sales, and I loved my job. I socially identified myself with my career. As a matter of fact, when I got pregnant, everyone's like, you're coming back, right? And I'm like, absolutely. And I went back for a whopping two months, and I realized that in the schedule that I had, my my husband at the time was traveling to New Jersey 
every single week on a plane Monday coming home Thursday. And so it wasn't like I was a single parent. I won't compare it to that being raised by one, but I felt alone as a new mom and it got really tricky. And I realized that in that time, my priorities had changed. And so I decided that I was going to stay home. I did that for two years with my daughter and I got an itch to do something. I'd been been working since I was 15 years old. So I wanted to do something outside of my home and more so just to, you know, have something else. I'm not from this area originally. I live now in the Northeast and I'm originally from Southern California. And I'm like, I need friends. I need a social network. And I think a lot of moms go through this. You're going through a transformation. You're a mom now, you know, your, your interests change. And so I started, um, I got into direct sales. And I had a lot of success in that, made some wonderful friends. But what I found was what I enjoyed the most was the mentorship aspect, was the building up of women um, in that business. And so I ended up becoming a certified uh, life and business coach and then just opened up my business and then niched down to a uh, mindset mentor and uh business strategist right now. Do you now. find it's it's more work? And I do hear this from a lot of my friends who decide to leave honestly really great powerful, high paying careers that were just so time consuming or had intolerable hours to um, to just shift to a more comfortable job that allowed them to see more of their families. And when I asked them repeated, you know, over and over again, we've had the same conversations, would you do it all again? There is a small part of them that misses their former life, mm-hmm. that misses that, you know, that fast paced, high intensity job. And they do find, while it's more rewarding to be home, that um, it, it's just it's just as difficult to be able to pay the mortgage and, 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 and get as much done because everything has just shifted. So it, it's almost like they're less productive with more time. Do you ever feel that or hear that from people? Oh, totally. Um, I I completely agree with that because I can start my day and be doing what I would call busy work in my business, you know, behind the scenes things that need to get done, creating content, and still obviously trying to be as present as possible with my kids. And at the end of the day, I'm so physically and mentally drained because the majority of my time and everything that I'm doing is going to my kids. So I'm finding like that was not very productive. I'll be honest, I'm much more productive when. I've outsourced help and they're here and I can just focus. And I think that's why people and women in general who leave the corporate world miss that because they're able to disengage and unplug versus working from home where you can't ever truly unplug. Like right now I can hear my kids running up and down the hallway. (laughs) We'll have more. We're going to have more on that. We're going to pick up on working from home when momming today continues right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back on We're Momming today with Aitha Lawler, talking about working in general with children, but working from home, whether you've done it before, before the pandemic, or you're doing it now, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah, you save on the commute and both time and money. And if you have a quick break, you can do a load of laundry or whatever. But, um, you know, you miss people, you, you miss the pace yeah. of things. And it, it's really hard to like, 
detain your children, quite honestly. I mean, I do television for a living and they come and knock on the door in the bedroom that I'm reporting from. And, you know, now my daughter, she's five. She knows to like sneak under the camera because nobody will see her if she, if she ducks Smart. low enough. It's it's hilarious. And I just, if she shows up on TV, I just make a joke of it and everybody laughs. It's it's no big deal because everybody gets it right now. Right. But this might be the way of the future, working from home. I know it. I know. And it's hard to deplug. It really is so difficult. And the irony is I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I tuck them in and then I find myself watching videos and pictures of my kids from the day. And my husband's like, don't you want to escape from that? <laughs> Aw, so cute. So cute. So um, I did have a uh, another question for you. I wrote it down. Hold on. Let me consult my notes because my memory is just not working. Uh, oh, this was okay. This Literally, this is what I wrote in my notes. Today is from you're a mindset mentor, right? So mm-hmm. today I think everyone's mindset, or at least mine is, is is it's kind of just survival. Let's keep everybody healthy, both mentally and you know, and, and from the virus. Um, and let's try to keep our lives as normal as possible while while doing that. Mm-hmm. I I call that's a that's a survival strategy for me. So I, I put, you know, my kids first, then myself, and we we're doing okay. You know, we actually even took a little vacation last week. So I Actually, I think we're doing better than okay. Good for you. But I do have um, this fear that when things return to normal, I won't be able to keep up with my old life. Mm. I won't be able to wake up as early in the morning. I won't be able to do a commute. I won't be able to not wear sweatpants. I won't be able to have after work drinks or a Christmas party. You mean you want me to get dressed up and go to a Christmas party? Right. I fear my old life won't fit anymore. That's interesting. And you know, what I have to say about that is thank God for that. Because <laughs> honestly, we are this is this is really a, a time of of deep learning and reflection and we're evolutionary and things are gonna shift and change. And we're a lot more resilient if we learned anything from 2020 is that we're extremely resilient and resourceful. And so while we might not be able to shift back into the same exact mold and person that we used to be. Um, We're exactly where we need to be right now. And when we need to shift back into what was quote unquote normal before, normal is going to be very different. Um, You will find and other people will find that generally people be much more forgiving. What was the expectation before will not be the same exact expectation now because we've all changed and grown and our expectations different. And so I wouldn't really be fearful of not being able to step into that same place that you were before. This has been a great time of reflection. You're now getting to step into something new and exciting. And you get to do it based on your own terms now. And I find that incredibly empowering. I like that. If we learned anything from 2020, it's that we're resilient and resourceful. And yeah, we'll come out of this empowered (laughs) some way. Um, (laughs) Any other um, stories, success stories, even that that you want to share of of inspiring women that, that you've met and helped along the way? Yeah, I think for me, the one thing that is really held women back in general, um, was confidence or is confidence, generally speaking, in business, especially. And this opportunity for having to work like in Zoom versus having to be belly to belly with people, I think has helped teach introverts 
where, like to find their power and to find their voice in really showing up. I think, you know, it's gone two different ways. Some people who were out on the town all the time, super social, have struggled a lot more than people who had a harder time finding a voice. And so I think it's really important that we, A, don't lose our spark. So if you were an extrovert before, like, please, we still need your magic out in the real world. But I think it's really an empowering time for those that were really shy before or, you know, sort of questioned their worth in business and what they could bring to the table. And because we've had to get super resourceful, I think it's built up people's confidence. And I think as a community, as part of women, as part of being of that social fabric, we need more of that. We need more confident women uh, sharing their voice and, and sharing their stories and sharing their their businesses and what they have to offer. And picking on something that you just said, it, it, it triggered a memory. I, I have a girlfriend, I haven't spoken to her in a while, who is that person who who just couldn't stand still. Like no matter what she did, she couldn't stay home on a Friday night with like a pint of Ben and Jerry's and a movie. No way. She had to be out doing things, seeing people. And, you know, as, as we got older and her, all of us got married, had kids and she didn't, we, we tried to tell her it's because she was searching too much and she wasn't being comfortable with herself. Mm -hmm. She just, she just couldn't be with herself. She, it, it, it was, she wasn't in a good place. Anyway, um, a few months into COVID-19, and she's home all the time, and she is doing so great, bought a house outside of New York City, and really established a close group of friends, her little pod. And and she said this has been the best year of her life Wow, for the right reasons. So, mm-hmm. you know, just because she was that extrovert that just needed to look a little bit inward and really set herself up for her next phase. And she's actually in a better place. And when I heard about that, I, I hadn't spoken to her in a while. When I, and when I and I learned that, I said, "Wow, I'm I'm so happy for you." You know, I mean, because we were a little bit worried about her um, uh, a few moments in all of that. But yeah, so I guess I don't know. We find we're finding our our new identities and our resilience and resourcefulness. I I do love that it because it is sort of like a forced um, reset. We've all had had. To- hit the reset button in our lives. And, you know, I can share with you to be completely candid when all of this first happened, I was at a breaking point. I told my husband in my business, I'm like, I'm just done. I don't really think I want to do this anymore. And he's like, well, you don't have to, we need you at home. And so I took that opportunity as permission to just sort of step away from my business a little bit. And I was still visible and I still had a, you know, a client roster, but I wasn't doing anything new. I wasn't introducing anything. I fully committed to, uh, we didn't let anybody in our house. So I was cleaning the house. I was cooking. I learned how to bake and it was a wonderful time. And I'm really glad that I did it. But one morning I woke up and I was like, this isn't enough. I really do miss what I was doing. And it gave me a really great sense of appreciation for what I was doing before in my business and a sense of importance because for a hot minute there, I was like, does my work even matter? And I think a lot of people in general, but women especially, question themselves all the time, especially as a mom, you know, being a financial contributor, you're constantly questioning. And in that moment, I got my answer. And it was like, no, you need to be out spreading your your work and in doing what you love. And ever since then, it was like just my business just grew 
exponentially and I've never been happier. So I think that if you did utilize this as an opportunity for this is happening for me, I'm going to hit the reset button. I'm going to reassess and and really try to gain something from this experience rather than just lick, live in the lack and the scarcity, um, you'll find that you will grow so much from, from this moment in time. I love that. And as we wrap this up, how are your kids doing? They're doing great. I can hear them running around. So they're super energetic. And this is a sidebar. My nanny actually took them out and they saw Santa today. And we weren't expecting to see Santa today because he's been booked up. You have to have appointments uh, so far ahead. And they weren't dressed to see Santa. I usually have my kids dressed to the nines. So my daughter's hair was unkept and not brushed. I think my son Brody was still wearing his pajama bottoms. Um, So this year's Santa picture is very reflective of 2020. I was just going to say that you got the perfect picture. I did. (laughs) I did. Thank you so much for joining us on We're Momming Today. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.